What is going on, everybody? We are back with episode 11 of Red Hot Takes. I am your host, Tyler Jacobsmeyer. Sitting me with me today is Chase Eleanor and Jared North, both. Uh, North, you decided to show up today. How does it feel? Well, this is actually my second time being here in the mm-hmm. last week. Um, well, the people don't know that because that episode actually didn't air. Uh, we tried to use two mics for three people. Okay, so people. I guess this is my comeback show? Yes, this All is right. your comeback show. All right. But, end of story, just happy to have you back. Yeah. Thanks for having me back. Yeah. So, today we're going to go, since we got all three of us here, uh, we're going to go with the most important divisions in football, the NFC West and the AFC West, uh, the most exciting divisions in football. Let's just get right to it. Uh, Starting in the NFC West, starting at the bottom, still a solid record, though. Uh, The Arizona Cardinals going 9-8. I do have them missing the playoffs. Uh, they did get J.J. Watt. Uh, they signed Malcolm Butler, but he actually just retired today. Uh, they got A.J. Green, James Conner. Uh, they did draft Zayvon Collins, who's going to be a good linebacker for him. Uh, they lost Patrick Peterson and Hassan Reddick, who are both like top defensive players for him. Uh, but I like him this year. I like Kyler Murray this year a lot. I just drafted him in my fantasy league. But they just they got a brutal schedule. Um, they got to play the NFC North and everything like that. It's just going to be tough for him. So I got him 9-8 North. Me, the, uh, the Cardinals, I, I think probably sitting around the same with you. I was on the Cardinals for a little bit. I was thinking maybe the plus 700, um, just looking at it from uh, prior. But finding out that two of the teams in the division are top five defenses from last year and they've only gotten better mm-hmm. kind of scares me. So I like the Cardinals. I think they'll win some games out of the division, but I don't think in the division that they're going to do as well as I originally had thought. I was having them more maybe like a f- four and two. I don't see them one and five, two and four now. A little more realistic. Yeah, I got them going like two and four. I think three and three, maybe even. I think they'll be decent in the division, but they they still play a lot of pretty tough games outside the division. I know they got to play the Browns this year. That's a really tough game. Uh, they got to play the Packers this year. They got to play the uh, Titans and mm-hmm. the Colts. So I mean, they got some tough games. I uh, think they might win a couple of those, but I think me and Chase were talking. We were also talking about Cliff Kingsbury and thinking that he might be a little bit on the hot seat. So maybe at the beginning of the year they might win three or four good games that we wouldn't think just because they're trying to save the coach's job. Mm-hmm. And they were definitely a lot better last year whenever, uh, what's it called, uh, Kyler was like being able to run around. Once he lost his mobility, when he got that hamstring injury, they became a lot worse on offense. So if he stays healthy all year, they could definitely be a lot better. Yeah, hopefully he's had some time to rest up on that. But, yeah, like you said, North, I think Cliff Kingsbury's on the hot seat this year. I think it's his make-or-break year. Uh, the past three seasons with the Cardinals, he was 13, 18, and 1. I mean – I feel like if he doesn't pull out with like a winning percentage in these four seasons, I feel like he might be looking for a different job. Also, Kyler Murray, I think he's got a lot of room for improvement this year. Uh, he's got a handful of weapons, especially like D-Hop, probably one of the best, probably the best wide receiver in the league right now. They also got new additions with uh, A.J. Green, Rondell Moore, wide receiver out of Purdue, mm-hmm. and uh, running back James Conner. Yeah, yeah, I like Rondell Moore a lot. He's one of like the best route runners from He's the draft this year. super smooth route I, I think their I think their rushing game will be a little bit better this year with James Conner. I think Chase Edmonds could be a one, nice one-two punch out of the backfield for him. Plus, you have Kyler running, so I see that being one of the better rushing offenses in the league. Mm-hmm. I'm just more worried about defensively with them and having yeah, and, to play good offenses. And coaching. Week. I mean, you just like, coaching is very important in the NFL. And yeah. I still kind of question like Cliff's ability to win like the the, t- the difficult games. He'll be able to beat the bad teams, and, but it's about winning like the hard games. It's difficult coming from college where he, he was an air raid. They threw the ball 50, mm-hmm. 60 times a game. And now in the NFL, you actually have to be balanced. If you're not, you're going to get exposed quick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let's, uh, let's move on to the third place team in the division. 
Uh, I got the Seattle Seahawks uh, going 10-7. and seven. Uh, I do have them getting a 7 seed, though, with that 10-7 and seven record. Um, they do have that 7 seed now in the playoffs. I kind of forgot about that until I was looking at uh, the postseason, like how it was set up. Uh, I mean, they didn't do too much in the offseason this year. They did get Gerald Everett at tight end, uh, but they did lose Shaquille Griffin and Quinn Dunbar, two of their corners, and David Moore, a wide receiver. Uh, I do expect DK Metcalf to be a lot better this year. They obviously still got Tyler Lockett. Chris Carson's coming back off an injury from last year. Um, but it's just Russ, and I think I think they'll be able to win 10 games. I, I kind of have them similar with Arizona. They got some defensive issues. Um but I, they'll be able to win enough games to probably sneak in in the playoffs. Yeah, I, I think um, Seattle with Russ, just picking a quarterback in this situation, I don't think he lets his team go 9-8, and 8-9. Eight, eight mm-hmm. I think he gives them one or two games um, that he just plays better. He's the best player on the field. Yeah. We've seen that every year. Um, I'm looking to see the big step with DK Metcalf this year. I hope to see him take another step and become that real legit number one. That's what I think, too. I was, I, I'm was i really high on him this year. I think he's going to really yeah, take that break off I think off DK season. is going to lead the NFL and uh, receiving yards this year. I think he's going to have a ball-out year, I mean, like he did last year. I mean, he's just such a dominant player. I mean, he's going to move people off the ball, and he's going to, if he gets a stride on you, that man's gone. Yeah, he's so quick, and like with his size, he kind of gives you that Calvin Johnson vibe. So sure. hopefully he can kind of make that break off, like break breakthrough season, you know. And one another thing to consider too is Seattle's home record and the fans being back in the stadium. I think is another factor to take in. I think mm-hmm. they might catch a game or two at home that you wouldn't expect. Yeah, um, just because they have the twelfth man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. like one they would have lost last year that they mm-hmm. probably win this year now. Yeah, that's definitely a possibility. I got the yeah. I had them going. I had them winning uh, double digits this year. I got them going ten and seven. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like what you said, they had a bunch of losses, like Carlos Hyde, Philip Dorsett, David Moore, Jacob Hollister were, like, pretty well-known players for that team, like people mm-hmm. that made a difference, and it's going to be hard to see them do stuff without them this year. I also see Russell Wilson having a really good year. I think we're going to see more mobile Russell Wilson with them not having a very dominant running back in the backfield. I also mm-hmm. see think we see a Russell Wilson career high in rushing touchdowns. This yeah. Year. Um, I mean, they do get Chris Carson back this year, which is huge. And I mean, like Car- Carlos Hyde, he was like important last year, not as important this year now that he's coming back. Um, but hopefully, like, as long as he can stay healthy, that rushing game can still get a little bit better. Uh, they do um, – shit, I forgot what I was going to say. Not important anyways. <laughs> moving, on, moving on. Move on. Let's go to the second place team in the division. Uh, but there's no hate on being second in this division because I got them going 13 and four. Uh, I got the Rams, the fifth seed. Uh, basically, it just came down to the Rams play. Uh, you know, they played three games differently than the 49ers and the Rams three different games are the Ravens, the Bucks, and the Giants. The 49ers get to play the Bengals, the Falcons, and the Eagles. So I just think I got the 49ers going 14 and three. I just think that's kind of where the difference comes in right there. I have them going pretty similar in all the games that they play the same. Um, I got I got every team in the division going three and three against each other just because I think this division is just going to eat each other alive this year. Um, but those games like the 49ers are going to go three and zero, oh, and the the Rams probably will go one and two or two and one against the Ravens, Bucks, and Giants. Uh, but anyways, specifically with the Rams, obviously they got Matthew Stafford, uh, Deshaun Jackson, uh, but they did lose John Johnson and Troy Hill on the defensive side uh, along with uh, Samson Nabukum. So that's like three really solid defensive players for him. But Matthew Stafford's really the difference maker, and I think that offense is going to take like a, a massive step. Uh, Sean McVay's got like the quarterback he finally needs, 
and I think it's going to show because he can finally unleash that whole offense. He's been catering to Jared Goff's like inabilities, kind of like how like Mitch would be. Like I think Mitch could be just as good as like Jared Goff in Sean McVay style offense. It'll be interesting to see really where Matt Stafford is, and we'll get to see if he actually is a winning quarterback or a stats quarterback. The last couple years, his stats have been great, but. Obviously, the Lions haven't had a team built around him. He's going to a situation now where the team's built around him. We'll see how he reacts really in probably the best conference or the best division in football this year. Mm -hmm. Um, We're going to see with that. And then the other thing I'm excited to see, too, is Sean McVay with a quarterback who can actually stretch the field. Yeah. Um, They really didn't stretch the field much, Mm -hmm. I felt like, um, the last couple years. And now with them able to actually throw a 30, 40-yard pass, is that going to open things up and let the run game start to happen? Sonny Michelle. Um, I'm just interested to see where they are offensively. Yeah. I think Matt Stafford, I think he's going to be that, like, good quarterback that, like, you need on your team. I don't think he's going to go crazy with, like, 5,000 passing yards or anything like that. But I feel like he's going to play that role really well and just give the Rams everything they need. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right, let's move on to the uh, 49ers. Um, The 49ers, they get everyone back this year. You know, they had a lot of injuries last year on that defensive side. Uh, They signed Alex Mack. Uh, as a center to help with the offensive line. They obviously signed uh, Samson Abukum, who was on the Rams. Uh, they didn't lose too many by anybody that was really that good. They did lose Solomon Thomas, who was kind of like a interchangeable guy on the defensive line for them. Uh, but I just I expect the 49ers to really have a comeback year this year. After last year, they were just riddled with injury. I love uh, Kyle Shanahan. Um, Trey Sermon is a draft pick. I think was a perfect draft pick for them. I think he's going to do really well this year. So I'm excited to see the 49ers get back on the top of the NFC West. What do you think uh, Trey Lance is Mike Shanahan's draft pick? What do you say? What do you think about uh, What do you think about Trey Lance's their draft uh, pick? Kyle Shanahan's draft pick. Yeah, I mean I like Trey Lance. Uh, I mean he did just hurt his finger or whatever, so he's out for week one at least. So we will see Jimmy G starting. Um, but I'll be excited. I, I think Jimmy G, I mean, he just wins football games. So I think if he continues to win this season, it's going to be hard to put in. Uh, Trey Lance, well, I think Trey Lance will get starting at some point. Um, I think as long as Jimmy G keeps winning, it's going to be really hard to get him out of the out of the starting lineup. I think uh, with the Niners going, with talking about fields, I think they're going to use him in a lot of red zone packages. I don't see him playing the rest of the field. I think he might get a red zone. Wild, almost a wildcat, but he can throw. Obviously, he's a quarterback, so he can throw the ball. But they're going to use his athleticism to try to get to the outside, mm. have different options. So that'll be something interesting to see what Shanahan does. Um, I think, like you said, Jimmy G wins games if he continues to play well and stays off the IL. Yeah, I, I think there's no difference between playing Trey Lance. I think he might lose you more games learning. Yeah, and I'm not sure that this Niners team is in a spot where they can afford to have somebody try to learn. Exactly. The they're they're in a spot where they have enough talent on that roster to like win now. So I think yep. you need to play the quarterback that's and Jimmy's really good at limiting mistakes. He and is and I mean like going into like what you were saying with that, I mean that's like a good that's a good conflict to have like in your organization. It's mm-hmm. like what good quarterback are you gonna start? I mean a lot of people are you're stuck with what you got, but I mean, I feel like Kyle Shanahan's got a, a good deal going in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. I also think that they're gonna he's gonna break out the passing game this year. I mean, even though they did just drop Trey Trey Sermon, I think they got three wide receivers that break a thousand yards this season. Mm-hmm. Whether that be uh, whether that be Brandon Ayuk, Debo Samuel, Muhammad Sanu, or even George Kittle. I mean, George, George Kittle's a given. Yeah, I would say George uh, Kittle out of those out of I, those ones you need. I think yeah. Brandon Ayuk's also going to have. I think yeah, the, I think, George Kittle and Brandon Ayuk were my two players, and then 
Debo Samuel. Gets it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Sanu is a little too old, I think, at this point. I think he'll probably get like 600 yards this I really, year. I really like that call that they're going to open up the pass game. They got the guys to do it now. So Also, Trey sure. Sermon is a great like catcher out of the backfield, so yeah. I think mm-hmm. he's going to be catching a lot of balls for him. Do you think I got the uh, 49ers making the playoffs in the wild card spot? You think they make the playoffs? I got them going. I mean, I got them winning the division. I got them as the second seed. Overall, 14 and 3. Um, obviously, I got one team above that. We haven't discussed the. NFC South, but I'm sure you can guess who that is. Let's move on, though. The Packers. What? The Packers. NFC South. I know. That's not the Packers. I know. Oh, yeah, the Packers Packers winning the division. Oh, the Packers winning the division. Oh, winning the conference. I don't know. The conference. Well, we'll discuss that in a a later date. Uh, AFC West, let's move on. Uh, Bottom of the division. I still think that the AFC West is going to be a really good division this year, probably the second best division just behind the NFC West. Uh, I got the Raiders going eight and nine. Uh, they they got a lot of additions this off season. Uh, they got Yannick Ngaku. They did sign Solomon Thomas, who we just talked about, and Quentin Jefferson. So they helped that D line a lot. That's been a real problem for them. They have not been able to create any pressure over the last couple of years. Uh, they signed Kenyon Drake at running back to help out with Josh Jacobs. They did sign John Brown, but I think he just got released today. He just asked for his release, so they released him. Um, but I, I kind of have them doing exactly what they've done the last two years, starting off really well and then kind of fade in towards the end of the season. They got a pretty tough schedule this year as well. Uh, but I, I like the Raiders for a little for a couple good games as underdogs. I think I'll probably bet on them a little bit. But they just Derek Carr, he's going to win you a few games, but also lose you a couple. So the guarantee, the guarantee with the Raiders is that they will beat the Chiefs at home whenever they play them. That's just the guarantee. Or they'll at least cover the spread. They'll 100% Definitely cover, the, cover spread. the spread, if not one. Yeah. But that's the one thing that sticks out to me about Vegas because I, besides that, I don't think they're much of a factor this year. I don't think they're going to be that great. I think John Gruden will finally get fired. It'll be nice to see him gone. I think he has I mean, kind they, of oh, turned I, them into turmoil with like his draft picks, hurting them every year. I think drafting players too high. And I think this year, finally, he... Um, struggles enough to where management says it's time to go. See, I think I think that I'm thinking a little bit opposite of you, North. I think uh, John Gruden, like this, is their one year. I think I got them securing the wild card spot and winning their first playoff game since 2002. I think uh, I think John Gruden's got another year after after this one with us solely because of that take. But I mean, if they don't make the playoffs this year, if they don't get that playoff win, I see him. I see him getting the boot. I got. I gotta ask you though. Who do you think that they can beat in the playoffs on the road? The Bills, the Chiefs, the Ravens. Like what the you Browns. said. Like what. Like what you said. What the Chiefs? It's gonna. It's not gonna be like they outplayed a football team. It's gonna be like somebody had an off day or a team had an off day, and they're just gonna okay swoop in and win it. I'm and not saying they're gonna blow anybody out or anything like that. I just think it's gonna be like one of those fluke wins. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I mean, they got the talent to win games against tough teams. It's just like they're they're very inconsistent in how good they are. One yeah. week they look like. Like, for stretches, they look like they could be one of the best teams in football, and then they go back and they look when they lose to, like, the fucking Jaguars or something. Oh, like, I, what, what team are we playing here? I'll only be on the Raiders if John Gruden runs Spider 2 Y banana at least seven <laughs> times a game. Mm-hmm. All I right, got to see that. I'm, a, I'm also a big fan of Henry Ruggs for, mm-hmm. on the offensive side of the ball for the Raiders. I think he's going to break for 1,200 yards this year. I mean, he was, like, just kind of getting in the groove of things last year. I feel like he's going to have a little breakout year this year. Yeah. All right, let's move on to the Denver Broncos. Uh, they're kind of in a similar position here with the Raiders. Uh, I, I mean, I like the Broncos. They're very tough to beat at home, so they're always going to catch those November games at home. But Teddy Bridgewater, I mean, he's a game manager, but he, that doesn't really work too much when you're in a tough division like they are. 
He's not going to be able to beat the Chargers. He's not going to be able to beat the uh, Chiefs. Uh, they did make some good draft picks. They drafted Patrick Sertan, who I think is going to be an unreal corner. And they also drafted Javante Williams out of uh, UNC at running back, who I think is going to be a very good running back this year. They signed Kyle Fuller on the defensive end and Ronald Darby. So their corners are going to be stacked this year. Uh, their defense is going to be really good. So Teddy, game managing, is going to be able to win a couple games. But when you play the good offenses that score 28 points a game, even against a good defense, Teddy's not going to be able to hold up on those teams. So uh, I got him going 8-9. and nine. Missing on the playoffs as well. Uh, Big Vangio as well. I think he he's got like another year after this. Maybe last year was his first year there, uh, but after next year, I don't I don't see him going too much longer there. The Broncos kind of remind me a little bit of the Cardinals on the, the uh, NFC West and the fact that they're good on really good on one side of the ball and they're very average on the other side of the ball. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, on this side, they have I think two of the top five to six offenses in the league will be from the West this year. The Chargers and the Chiefs. Yeah, um, I just think on for them, it's just the wrong division. Um, if they were in a different division, I think they could win a couple more games with how they're built. But the way that they're built right now, I don't think is going to be very helpful for when they're trying to win games this year. Yeah, yeah. I got them having a losing. Record. I got them going six and eleven this year. I do think that they're going to have a top ten defense, like you said. Teddy Bridgewater is taking snaps now, and I mean. We'll see what he can do. I think uh, I would have much rather liked to see Drew Locke uh, in that position to start off the season, but who knows, we might see him come in towards the end. I also like Jerry Judy uh, lining up outside of the ball. I think he's going to break for 1,000 yards this season. I really like that I really like that take with Drew Locke as quarterback, but uh, I feel like Teddy can get it done as well. Yeah, yeah. Drew, Drew Locke had a, good, he had a good interview today, so if something does go bad, I wouldn't see him coming in quick. He... Didn't seem he seemed upset, but like it is what it really it is what it is, and he's yeah. Like, chances are that I don't think Teddy will win them enough games. I think he might find a way back in. You gotta love that fire under your ass though, too, mm-hmm. for him, especially for him. Like if you do get that shot again, I feel like he's gonna do nothing but perform. Mm-hmm. Exactly. All right, let's move on to the Chargers. We were just talking about them. Uh, I do agree with you. I think they're gonna have one of the best offenses in the NFL this year. Super high on Justin Herbert. I'm sure like everyone yeah, is for sure. Uh, I got them going 11 and six. Uh, they're getting that seven seed. I think the AFC is gonna be pretty strong this year. Uh, pretty lopsided. I think the top teams gonna be good. So 11 and six is barely gonna sneak into the playoffs. Um, they added Corey Lindsay at center, and they added Matt Filer at right tackle. They drafted Rashawn Slater at left tackle out of Northwestern. Uh, they also drafted Asante Samuel Jr., who I think is going to be a super good corner. But like securing that offensive line was so big for them. Justin Herbert had a good season last year while still getting rushed a shit ton. So I think but like they signed probably one of the best centers in the league, and that's always massive. So I think they're going to have a great year this year. Uh, they did lose Melvin Ingram and Hunter Henry, but like Hunter Henry's hurt all the time. Melvin Ingram's kind of falling off a little bit. So I think they'll be able to patch up those holes pretty well. And uh, I expect them to have a really good season this year. With the Chargers, for me, I think they're going to be very good. I have them around the 11-6, and six, possibly 12-5 and five record range. Um, for me, it's health, though. Are they going to stay healthy? It seems like every year they have... They're like the least healthy team every year. And every year, and I feel bad for the coaches almost. Because last year, the guy, I feel like he... They made moves because of that. I mean, he he lost. I mean, that. What about that game where he had like a minute and a half left at like the one yard line, and they like didn't even end up getting the field goal off. Like that. That's the type I, of shit you get fired I for. Like you're an NFL coach, and his time management was probably the worst I've ever seen out of any NFL coach ever. He definitely deserved to be fired. I, I get it, but the your number one wide receiver goes down, your number one running back goes down. You're playing with backups. Yeah, you're playing with a rookie quarterback. I think this year they take the step forward. I'm just hoping to see them healthy and actually 
with their full team for a decent amount of the year. I know injuries happen, so mm-hmm. they're not going to be intact all year. But by the end of the year, I hope that they're still somewhat together. Yeah. I got them going 10-7, and seven, and like what you said, we're all high on Justin Herbert. Uh, I think he breaks, call me crazy, I think he breaks 5,000 passing yards this season. I can see that. And like you think about saying. that, if you break down the games, that's 289 yards per game. and 289 yards per game would put you at 4,845. Yeah. Like, and so. he was breaking 300 yards a game multiple times last when he, season. Hits a, when he hits a four, he'll have a couple 400-yard games this year. And sure. that was also... Like, if we, he keeps his wide receivers healthy, I don't see there being a reason why mm-hmm. that cannot happen. I mean, the kid's got a cannon. I mean, that's also while he was getting rushed like crazy. Like I said, now he's got that line completely yep. secured up. He's going to have way more time in the pocket. The run game's going to work better. Like, the offense is going to be working so much smoother this year as long as the people stay healthy. I think they're going to be pretty dangerous. So Austin Eckler is still the running back too. Yeah, yeah, he's coming he back. Healthy. I mean, he 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 gets injured a lot. He's mm-hmm. a very injury prone running back. Uh, let's go to the top of the division, though. No surprise here. Uh, the Kansas City Chiefs. I got them going fourteen and three. Um, I mean, they did get Joe Thunny and Kyle Long for, for the offensive line. They lost Eric Fisher, uh, but I mean, there's not really much to say about them. They're kind of like the Patriots now. Like how the Patriots used to be. I mean, you got Patrick Mahomes. They're going to win 12-plus games this year. I think 14 is probably pretty accurate there. Uh, but, I mean, they're, they're just going to be dominant, and they're going to make the playoffs, and that's just kind of that's kind of what it is. Yeah, I, I, Chase, you can go ahead with this. I, I'm not going to start talking about the Chiefs until we see the AFC uh, semis. That's just where I'm at. That, yeah, that's what I'm like, saying. They're go- going to get to the playoffs, win a game, and then their season starts. It's basically a three-game season. For exactly. Them. I'm I'm big on the Chiefs. I mean, like not big on the. I think the Chiefs are going to do well this year. I, I got them going 14 and three. Also, see, think we see uh, Clyde Edwards hell year. I think he becomes another one of those key players like Patrick Mahomes, Tyree Kill, Travis Kelsey. Mm-hmm. I think he becomes another one of those guys. I got him breaking for 1500 rushing yards this year. Also, think the Chiefs only lose one home game this year, and that is. The Ravens beating them on Sunday Night Football. I think that's going to be a really good game. You have them losing one game this year. I have them oh, losing home. one home game okay, this year. Okay, okay. Is that is that at home or on the road? Uh, is that on? I the believe road? it's on the road. Yeah, it is on the road. It's yeah. like week two on the road. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be a great, that's going to be a great game. Is that but a Sunday I, Night game? But yeah. I have them. I do have the Ravens beating the Chiefs on Sunday Night Football. I guess that's. I got them losing another time this year too. But uh, Frank Clark and Chris Jones, I got them both uh, recording 10 sacks this season. I feel like if they can do that, I mean, that defense is just going to be unstoppable. They got a great uh, defensive back in Tyran Matthew, and I feel like they got other key players on that defense that can really help them stop the ball. Yeah. I just, they, they have to win the trenches this year. They got embarrassed last year in the Super Bowl, I thought, against the Bucs. I, I mean, yeah, they had so many injuries on the offensive and, and line. I, I, that's just where it comes to me if – that's why I'm saying it's almost a three-game season. Are you going to be healthy at that point? Yeah. Are you going to win the line of scrimmage still in those te- in those weeks when you're still somewhat hurt? Exactly. I mean, for them, it should be a quick road to 13, 14, 15 wins. Exactly. It, it, yeah, there's not much else to it at this point. I mean, twelve and a, I think their over-under is 12 and a half. I, I yeah. don't see how they lose more than four games. I mean, unless, like, everyone gets hurt. That's if they, everyone stays they, healthy. They, they were still winning games last year. Mahomes was out, too. And I think that also shows that the record's going to be around that 13, 14, 15 yeah. range because even if Patrick Mahomes doesn't play a game or two, they might steal one. Mm-hmm. I think Andy Reid's just a good coach, too. I mean, Very if someone coach. drops, like, he's going to be able to fill that spot, whether that be, like, 
running a different offense or mm-hmm. changing it up a little bit to kind of clean up that spot or whoever for whoever was out. But, I mean, I feel like he's a great coach, and he showed that well, last year and built, the year before. They've built their passing game, too, where it can withstand. I know, I know Mahomes is a great talent, but it can withstand a different quarterback because of how many different options yeah, for and sure. movement there is. Yeah, there I mean, there's a reason he, like – Hopped in and was like yeah. so. I mean, he's a great quarterback, like probably the best quarterback. He was in the probably the best situation. The most, yeah, he's like the most talented quarterback I've ever seen. But he's also put into probably the best situation any rookie you're, quarterback's exactly, ever been put into. You're telling me, I feel like if a lot of these other rookie quarterbacks, like they could go back in the past, like if you put Justin Herbert, I feel like he could have had a yeah. very well season or very very well off season or yeah. a better season than he had if yeah. he had all those weapons like that coaching that's why like he, that's why he's got to do it this year i think yeah. you know he's finally got all those weapons he's got the line like it's time for justin herbert i mean it was to his, take the stuff yeah he, but i think everyone's expecting it and I, I think he's gonna make it i just think too that you know herbert was thinking was learning on his feet where mm-hmm. Mahomes got to sit behind alex smith was he a rookie last year right yeah, he was a rookie. And so, like, they didn't have any OTAs last well, year. Well, they did Tyrod Taylor, and then they injected yeah, him with like, something. And like, remember, they didn't do any OTAs last year, mm-hmm. so we had no off-season yeah. to, like, actually practice. So, like, now he's finally got a full off-season of training, so he should be and, real, way more comfortable in the offense. Uh, and, and think, yeah, think about, like, what you're saying. So, like, those first, say those first four games, like, those were all still, like, preseason games to him. Like, those were, those were, like warm-up games I guess like getting him getting him in the groove of everything and then like you go and look at his stats for the later part of the season and I mean it was like fishing with dynamite the kid was electric the Mm -hmm. kid was performing he was doing everything the team needed him to do yeah all right well let's wrap it up um we will be back next week with whoa whoa, whoa. we still got we still got to talk a little college football real quick just a quick little three-minute guy all right yeah yeah all right I'll be be down to talk a little college we got to talk a little college football it's opening week it's a big week. There's some big time matchups. So I'm gonna give yeah. you. An, I'm gonna give you a nice little header. So IMG Academy played Bishop Sycamore. Was that this last we weekend? Talk, yeah, we should talk about this first, and then we should go to college football. Yeah. How, how does how does ESPN get high school football? Sorry. I mean, like it's 2021. Like, how do you not look up a player? How do you not like if you look up on Google right now, Bishop Sycamore? There's nothing about it except for a blog. <laughs> yeah, and like they played on a nationally televised game. Like how little they played. Friday this was night. on ESPN, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, and they played Friday night. How little of effort did the person that scheduled that game exactly. look, go into to like make sure that this was like a school that was like actually like worth being Dude, on? Dude, if you look on the television, if you look up the location of their. Um, yeah, it's like a it's school. a fucking apartment complex. It's an apartment complex, and like, I, I just think for that that that's a joke. Um, I know a lot of teams don't want to play IMG Academy, and I get that, but poor Bishop Sycamore, that's a terrible and like yeah. Book. And like, if you were a player, like if you like do a little bit of research on it, they like interviewed a player after that game, something Boyd, but he was saying how like. They were all sleeping like on floors of houses for like months at a time. They were like robbing stores just so they could get money. I mean, to dude, eat. they like, played. They, did you see they played? They played like in Pittsburgh like two yeah. days before, and then they played again like two days later. Like they played Friday, and they played like Saturday or Sunday with, or whatever the, it was with the same players. Yeah, that's, and they only had like forty players on yeah, the they entire had, like, team. Yeah, thirty-five pl- or thirty-four, thirty-five players. And the kicker of it was is that like the coach told all these players that they were going to be on Netflix. That like that they were going to be the next last chance you and come to find out you're not even a real not even a real program. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, let's uh let's move on to the college football real fast. Uh, I just want to get it started with the Alabama-Miami game. Love it. I'm throwing Miami. I want it known. I'm, you love Miami. I'm taking Miami money line, and I'm taking Miami spread. What is their money line? It's got to be plus Miami, uh, last time I No, last time I checked it was like plus 650 or something around there. 
Uh, I'll agree with the the plus eighteen and a half. We just don't know much about Alabama's offense this year. Nineteen and a half so now. We'll, here, let me look real fast. When has Alabama ever had a bad offense? It's plus seven hundred. They're plus seven hundred money Six line. years ago. Um, I you know for me with that game, I'm 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 leaning with the over over uh, sixty one and a half. I took that today actually. Um, just think that that is a game that's going to be high scoring. De'Aaron King um, is going to man the Miami offense. See, it's going to be high-flying. It's going to be fun. I think the exact opposite on that game. My thought process is uh, while De'Aaron King is a good quarterback, Alabama's defense this year is supposed to be like the best they've had probably in like seven or eight years. So I think they're going to be able to shut them down. But the offense, they lost basically everybody. They lost the quarterback. They lost the running back. They lost their best wide receiver. And I know they do that every year or a lot, but they don't usually lose all three of them at the exact same time. And I think it's going to take a little bit, uh, like, it's going to take a game or two to get Bryce Young, like, completely comfortable. I love the under in the first half, I think. I think the first half is going to be an absolute battle. And then I think Miami's going to be able to keep it close. If it can stay under, like, in the 30s, like, low 30s, like 30, 28, I think Miami can definitely win. If it gets up higher than that, I think they're going to struggle a little bit. Um, I love Miami, though. They're I plus all, 700. I will, I'd, I'll definitely be sprinkling a little bit. I'll be throwing $50. I'll be throwing $50 in Miami. Uh, False. Plus 700. False. All right. Another game that I like a lot this weekend, uh, I'm taking Georgia money line against Clemson. Love it. Love it. Uh, I, I mean, DJ Ulalongawewe, whatever the fuck his name is. <laughs> One uh, more time, what was it? DJ Ulalongawewe. He's got a little bit of experience from last year, too. Yeah, I I think he, but like, I think he's a little bit overhyped from last year. I mean, he played really good against Notre Dame when he played. But Georgia's going to, this is the best Georgia team we've seen in a long time. I think Georgia's going to make a deep run in the, uh, at, I think they're going to win the uh, SEC East this year, even though, like, obviously my heart wants Mizzou. But I think they're going to win the SEC East, and they might even win the SEC in general. Uh, and I'd kind of like them to make maybe even the uh, college football final. Yeah, I, Georgia's another one I have my eye on. I have them plus three right now. Mm-hmm. I, I think the field goal hook is nice just to have neutral site. You don't know where that game's going to end up. Yeah. Um, I love Georgia in that game, though. I love taking SEC teams early in the year. I think Clemson has a lot to come back from from last year, and mm-hmm. I'm just interested to see where Clemson is this year. I know it's going to be a close game, two good coaches. It's going to be a lot of fun, I think. Yeah. Um, another one that I kind of like, I like UCLA versus LSU a lot. I think I'm going to take UCLA in that one plus three. Uh, they played really good last weekend. I think Chip Kelly might be back a little bit. I'm kind of excited. I'm a little bit high on UCLA. Um, I think and LSU, you know, they, they were so good two years ago, but I think they've kind of hit a rut. I don't think Ed Orgeron's really the answer long term. I think he kind of had – a quick little magic, but he's going to be out of there within the next like three to five years, uh, just because they're never going to really be able to get back to that. I think they're going to be kind of like an eight and four, nine and three, maybe even seven and five team for the next couple of years. My thing stays the same every every year. It'll be with basketball, it'll be with football. I'm just not a believer of the Pac-12. Mm-hmm. Just, it is what it is. I just don't believe the Pac-12 has as good of teams. I think they play their conference. I'm actually excited to see UCLA step out of their conference with a big non-conference game. And see where they stand. I do yeah. think Chip Kelly might be back a little bit. That see, he wore the visor for the first I time saw ever. That's what I was about to bring up. He's got the visor going. Mm-hmm. Um, I think with them, they're going to be fun to watch. It's another, isn't it? Neutral side again. Um, I, I believe so. Uh, I think uh, I think it might be neutral side. I'm not 100 percent sure on that one. If it's neutral side, I just love taking the points on that game. I just think it's going to be a close one. I think it's going to be really good. Um, still uh, a packed. No, team. it's in it's in Pasadena. It's at the Rose Bowl. It's in UCLA. Oh, I love UCLA. Give me the points. Yeah, that's and what I'm saying. Line. I feel like it took so long for college football to get here. I don't know if we've just 
enjoyed to love it that much more or like joy, enjoyed to watch it that much or same thing with NFL too I feel like those are the two seasons that once it comes to the end they take so long to kick back up right the last like like August just is such a grind it's, until it yeah. gets here like if it flies but then all of a sudden August hits and it's like fuck I just need football back and then once football season ends here it goes by so quick yeah but yeah. we're back like we literally fucking Saturday it's here yeah. but we're back we have a couple do we have any red hot takes for the weekend Any anything besides your Miami uh, money line plus 700 no North no, loves I, the Mizzou Tigers I do I, I took the Mizzou Tigers today over 7 um TJ has done pretty well with the futures recently, so I took a little bit off of him on this. I, I really like the pick, so I'm, I'm riding with it, um, trying to win back my Brewers money. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I kind of also think Louisiana, they might have a shot. Now, it seems a little bit too obvious because they beat uh, Iowa State last year whenever Iowa State was highly ranked to start off the season. Uh, they, made that big, they made that big upset, and Texas being minus eight seems a little Fishy. crazy in the first week, but that kind of almost makes me seem like I should be taking Texas minus eight. So... Uh, I'm not 100% sure on that one yet. And then Iowa, Indiana. I'm just excited to watch that one to see just pure Big Ten football. I expect that one to be like a 13 to 10 final, maybe. The the over's 45. The total's 45 right now. <laughs> yeah. and I'm just sitting on it thinking, please, this, let's get it up to like 46, 47. Yeah. And really love it. All right, but let's uh, let's wrap it up. This one's getting getting to our, our longest episode ever. <laughs> three, uh, we'll, three, three guys. Yeah, three mics. Exactly. So or we'll be back mics. next week. I think we'll have all they three of us again. Them. We're going to try and make this three-man thing a thing as as much as possible because it works a little bit better. Uh, We'll see you guys next time. Where the fuck is the mic?